Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Fred Pasimo, business owner, investor, author, coach, pretty much everything. He shows you how to build the bridge and actually reduce the gap between your passions and prosperity to make money in your business and have fun at the same time, because that's what it's all about. Not just increasing your income, but uh, the fulfillment that comes with that. Fred, welcome to the show. Mark, happy to be here, dude. This is super fun. I wish my voice was as cool as yours, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so, so kind. And I'm going to play to that. Absolutely. So look, dude, where are you with your business today? What, what's going on? And who do you love to work with? Oh, so I am. I love that question. I'm an entrepreneur in my blood. I mean, this was something that, that I discovered in my late teens um, that I just, I love entrepreneurship. I love the control of it. I love the freedom of it, the flexibility and just everything about it. And so I've been really building and tinkering with businesses for the past 10 years or so. And another thing that, that I realized really since I was a child pretty much is that I've always loved public speaking. I don't know why, you know, people always ask me, do I get stage freight? And I was like, what's that? Um, kind of a thing. Like some people, they say they're, they're natural born salespeople. I believe that I was a natural born speaker. And so for me, I just, I love learning new things about business, about entrepreneurship, about psychology, personal development, peak performance. And I just take it and I share it, whether it's through a book that I'm writing, whether it's through YouTube videos, through podcasting, through social media, um, you know, doing shows like this. So I really, you know, have gravitated towards the coaching, consulting, you know, mentoring kind of space. Mm. And that's what I do now. I run a mastermind, weekly mastermind every single week. We jump in there together so that we can grow, win bigger and and just make more money and have more fun. Nice. So who's the people that come into your mastermind? Who do you love to, to work and help the most right now? Mostly it's, it's entrepreneurs and investors are like are the two biggest people, but really anybody who just wants to win. They, they want more for their life. They want a more fulfilled and engaging relationship. They want to make more money in their business. They want to get more mental clarity and, and clear the clutter and, and heal from mental trauma. They want to build their body, their health, their wellness, their fitness, you know, all those kinds of things. If, if you're looking to expand where you are and, and move beyond that place, that's what we're here for. That's what we do. Nice. Love that. Who, who wouldn't want that? That's kind of the point. Um, exactly. look, you said you're an entrepreneur in your in your blood. This is what you were born to do. This is who you are. And you love the control. So I've got a quick question for you. Control. Do you control it or does it control you? Because the life of a 
business owner, entrepreneur, we think we go into it for the freedom and the control. We leave our nine to five and then realize we just signed up to a seven to midnight. Holy crap. So what, what does that control look like for you? And how has it maybe shifted and changed and lost control along the way? What's, what's that been like? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way to phrase that question. Um, I, I feel like we, we live in a in kind of an age today where if you're involved in the personal development world or the, the entrepreneurship world, you listen to people like Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk or whoever, you know, all those amazing names that we always hear thrown around in this space. I think that sometimes we, we have a bit of a delusion that's built in our heads about what business looks like because we're looking at the the hundred year old sage that's done this for 40, 50, 60 years, and we see where they're at and we, and we aspire to that, but we don't see what they, what it looked like for their first 90 days, for mm. the first 180 days, for the first three years in business. And that I think is the, the most humbling part of business. And that I think is the, the part of business also that teaches us more than the hundred year old sage could ever deliver to us. And that's, what's really cool. So to answer your question about control, I think that it's, it's almost a battle for control in the beginning, you know, in, in the beginning, we, we throw around these terms like solopreneur and that kind of stuff. And it's all, it's all horse crap. You know, it's, it's just a way of stroking our ego and making ourselves feel better because as entrepreneurs, that's what we want, right? We, we all have created the best product that the world has ever seen and everybody should buy it. Um, you know, but solopreneur is really just a euphemism for salesperson. That's all you are, right? You, you, you made this widget, this fancy thing, and now you got to go out and sell it, right? And you got to move it and you got to be that, that person that does it all. And then you start- there you are. That's the thing, does it all. I mean, a solopreneur, you wear every single hat. You're exactly. on your damn own and it's a lonely start. You think you come into it because you want to be a speaker. You want to create a course. You want to be an author you don't realize what the entirety of the yes, what comes from that. You've got to do every goddamn thing that no one ever told you about. So it's sort of tough to put these things in perspective. And back to the question, yes, it is about control, isn't it? Sure. For a while, it can control you and it takes on a life of its own. Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, the, the real simple thing that nobody wants to hear, and this isn't fun to write in a book, it's not fun to say on a stage, is business is hard. Like, I'm just going to be blunt. It's fucking hard, you know, especially in the beginning, especially when it's just you and you wake up in the morning and you plant your flag in the ground and you're like, I'm going to go do this thing. And now you got all this weight on your shoulders and you're just like carrying this thing on your back and you're trying to figure out like, how can I delegate things off? Well, I can't delegate anything because I don't have any revenue coming in. So I got to carry this until I have enough revenue to pay for this thing. And it's like this, this intricate balancing act. And I think that it, it not only does it develop, you know, physical toughness, but really mental toughness, I think is the, the main thing. And, and what I've discovered is there's really only three ways that businesses can fail. The first way is people just give up on themselves. They're just like, screw this, I'm done. It's too much weight, it's too hard, it's too much for me to carry. Let me mm-hmm. go back to my nine to five job and I'll be good to go. Um, the second thing is I think that people pivot and shift a lot. You know, they, they, they chase the, the shiny objects. Oh my God, cryptocurrency. Oh my God, AI. Oh my God, NFTs. Oh my God, da, 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 da. And, they're, and they're like this jack of all, master of none, you know, which, which means that, that they have a lot of great ideas, but no revenue. 
Mm. And if you have no revenue, you really don't have a business. You just have a good idea, which is cool. Like you can be a- an You got idea. a cool hobby, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that really, that, that's kind of a, the, the second piece of my book, which is that have fun piece of it. And, you know, if you're cool with that and you're cool with making $500 a month, you know, making clay pots in your garage and selling them, you know, selling eight of them a, a month. Cool. That's fine. You know, and, and you can do that. You don't have to be this multimillionaire investor, you know, Lamborghini's mansion in the, in the Bahamas, stuff like that. Mm unless that's what you want. And, and, you know, that's kind of a, a topic that we'll get into in a minute, but, you know, back to this, this idea of control, I think that in the beginning, it's, it's this, you know, it's, it's this myth of Sisyphus. If you're familiar in Greek mythology, Sisyphus was a, a god who was punished by the gods. And his punishment was he has to push this boulder up a hill for eternity. And he pushes it up every day and it rolls back down. And he has to push it again the next day and it rolls back down. And that's really the game that you're playing in the beginning of, of entrepreneurship in the beginning of business is moving this boulder by yourself until you can call upon a team to say, Hey guys, help me push, you know, and then eventually it's, you know, it's getting pulled on its own. And that's when you start to see that separation of people like Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk, where they're like, Hey, I can stand on stage and I'm going on vacation for six months after this because I spent 25, 30, 40 years pushing this boulder up the hill that now it can push itself. Yeah, but so, let's, let's, let's pause in that, that little pocket right there because I think this is an important point to make that, yeah, you can push your boulder up and get other people to help you and then you create this and, yeah, beautiful. But you push your boulder up the hill. The first hill is how do I make this sustainable? Get business coming through so it is a business. Then you get to the top of that hill. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, I've done it. Then you realize, no, no, there's the, the next hill. There's how to actually make it, set the foundation, get up that hill. Then it's like, ah, oh, team members. I need more team members. But each team member you bring on, or if you first start bringing on a team member, there's a new challenge. There's a new boulder and a new hill. So yes, it's all good and well saying, get to this point and then have this and have this. With every level up, with every tweak or change, blessing and a curse, it brings in new challenges. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the best ways that Katie phrased this was, if you can't cope with the challenges you've got today, how, how are you going to manage with the ones in the future? If you can't cope with the business today as a solopreneur, you should embrace these so that you, you can look forward to the challenges of, oh, crumbs, employees, the pressure of managing their mortgages in life. Oh, my gosh. So all these challenges bring forth new challenges. I think that's an important nuance to bring into this. It's not just okay. easy as bring people on and that make things easier. It will make that one thing easier, but it's going to bring all these other things and maybe they're within your skill sets. Maybe they're not. Maybe I had no idea. So there's, there's a fun sort of nuance to that. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that, that one of the delusions that we fall into is this idea that eventually the work will stop for you. Like, like you'll just cease to be in this place where you have to work anymore. And you get this, you know, this vision in your head of whatever, sitting on the beach drinking, you know, margaritas all day or whatever it is. And it's not that the work stops. It's just that the work changes to something else, right? You know, if, if you have a team of, you know, a hundred employees, now you're managing that team, right? It's, it's not like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing the technical stuff. I'm not doing the, the operational day to day, yeah. but I'm doing the, the managerial stuff, which is still, as much of a task as the other stuff. And, and that really, that really was the point and the impetus of me writing my book, Make Money and Have Fun, 
is the idea that, you know, we, we hear this cliche that do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. What a bunch of utter bullshit, Mark. <laughs> what a load of crap. The, the way that I believe it should be said is do what you love and you will work every single day of your life, but it won't feel like work anymore. Because that's really the key to all of this is to, to you know, find the boulders that you want to push essentially up the hill if we're sticking with this, this Sisyphus analogy. You know, it's when, when you're pushing the boulder that you want, there's that, that, that tranquility and that peace and that, that, you know, different feeling in there. Perfect example. You're never going to not have a challenge or struggle because it's one is always striving for, for the next and and the next level. We're never going to stay where we are. So I think it's important. I mean, words matter. All the things that, you know, fuck this, that's the wrong way of saying it. Here's my interpretation. All these things will help people in different ways. It's finding what's right for you. So finding what, what boulder is right for you, what job is right for you, what's how to move away, what to keep your hand dabbling in the business. And there's no one size fits all. You can mm-hmm. listen to all these gurus. They tell you, here's what you should do. Here's how to do it. Everything fucking works. But it's Nothing finding the works. right thing for you and your business with integrity, with alignment. I'll, I'll, I'll jump back onto the back of your analogy. Yeah. If you find what you love, you won't you work every single day because you want to, but it won't feel like work. If you're in alignment, things just feel so much easier. And doesn't feel like work because maybe work equals hustle. So words matter, but find whatever words work for you. But finding that alignment, I think that's where freedom truly comes from. Mm-hmm. So, dude, where's Where's your alignment? Because you've gone through a whole plethora of experiences and ups and downs throughout. So to fast forward to to today, you're now in a new transition. How to build, scale, change, automate your business. So what's it like for you as an entrepreneur being through, gone through so much, being employed and having your business? What's, what's, What's going on for you? Honestly, I think it's it's so much fun, just majority of the time. And and we kind of talked about this earlier. You know, there, there's days where you wake up and you're just miserable and you're stressed and you're like, this is going to be a crappy day. Here we go. And and that's that's just going to happen no matter what you're doing. That's just the human experience. You know, we 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 need that to get through this incarnation, to get through this mm-hmm. this lifetime. You, you know, you need that that lull, right? That that kind of valley. To, to build up the peak as well. And, you know, for, for me, I just, I love what I'm doing. You know, it, it came, it came out of pain and out of trauma. Um, just, you know, brief backstory on, on me about uh, two years ago, almost two years ago, I was in a relationship, you know, relationship I thought it would last the rest of my life, you know, that whole thing. Um, we moved to Minnesota together. I actually had a, like a version one of the business that I'm working now up and running. Um, and it, you know, it, it had its own problems and its own things that I needed to work through and boom, break up. And it was, you know, it was tough. It was devastating. It was, it was really, really hard. I had to move back home. You know, I'm essentially, you know, homeless and jobless. And, you know, the, the, the mastermind that I was running at the time, it, it was kind of just like this deflated, you know, leader in the front of the room that, that has nothing yeah. to bring to the table now. Cause I was just so, so lost from this breakup. And I'm like, guys, like, I can't. I can't guide you 
in this state, in this place. And I kind of just went into a hole and I studied a lot of Eastern philosophy because I'd done a lot of Western, a lot of, you know, Tony Robbins stuff. So I went more into like Ram Das and like yoga and, and Buddhism and that whole kind of thing, um, just as part of my healing process. And I think bringing that into my, my education of the Western that I had already really helped to, to give me a high level of clarity. I, I think mm -hmm. of it as like learning to me is like this process of sitting over a bucket of water and you have a, um, like a sifter in your hand and you're sifting out the, the mud from the water and you're just sitting there all day long and you're taking mud out of the water and the water's getting a little bit clearer, a little bit clearer, a little bit clearer every time you sift it out of there. And with each thing that you learn, it gets a little bit clearer and clearer. And for me, just like having this high level of clarity around business, around entrepreneurship, around human beings and human psychology, like it, it feels good. I'm just like, this is awesome. Um, you know, at the same time, there, there's still, there's still those days though, you wake up and you're like, man, you know, how come I'm not there yet? And we always, you know, the, the problem with having an ideal is that it's also a judge because we yeah. look at ourselves and we say, you know, I'm not there yet. And it's the sapling looking at a tree, you know, and the only difference between the sapling and the tree is time. And you just keep on going, you move through that. And when you learn to love that experience, it makes it even better. Yeah. Um, just one thing there. I mean, being the coach that you are with the experience and the knowledge and the, the self um, analysis that you've been doing, it's kind of tough because you, you know so much, you know, all the right answers, you know, what to say, you know, how to either sugarcoat, move through. It's tough to actually experience and see the moment when you have so much experience, you know what you should be saying, you know what you should be doing. Um, I found that time and time again, it's, it can be a tough place to be. It's a blessing to know so much. It's also, you miss the mark because you understand what you need to do. So it's that kind of constant battle between the mentor side of you and the, the fucking human side of you going through this. How have you been able to continue to, to work through that? Cause that's, it's not easy. I think for me, you know, starting back with the trauma, right? So I, I think that people, people move in their life. And when I, when I say move, I mean, you know, transform themselves in some way based on two things. It's either trauma or it's curiosity, it's interest. Um, and, and I think that for a lot of people, it ends up being trauma, you know, divorce, mm -hmm. heartbreak, repossession of the car, foreclosure of the house, whatever, you know, death of a loved one, stuff like that, sickness, illness, those sorts of things. I think that those are, those are the, the factors that move people to a new place. And for me, I, I had enough wisdom at the time of my breakup to know that, that it was meant to be. And that, that was the most painful part, by the way, <laughs> mm. um, because I hadn't, I hadn't seen the light at the end of the tunnel yet. I just, I just saw the darkness at this point. And so I made a couple of really stark decisions right from the beginning that I wasn't going to let this be a, a downward spiral, but rather an upward spiral. And like one of the first things I did was I became sober. And I'm like, I'm not consuming any alcohol. Like, that's it. Just, you know, put my foot down. And I think that was a really smart move on my part um, doing that. It was also a bit of a trigger because, you know, she was a little bit of a drinker. So it kind of like started off as a trigger. And then I just went. Yeah, into yeah. Um, and I think that that just allowed me to stay clear. And it was like, instead of going towards a vice to 
to forget the pain or, or move away from the pain, I went towards a virtue. So I'd pick up a book instead of picking up like a cigarette or alcohol or something like that. And that would just kind of be enough of a distraction for me to, to, to forget my pain for a minute. And then I'm reading through this book and, you know, that's kind of delivering me the, the answers that I need. And I don't know, like that, that just, that kind of was my healing process was I just went to as many virtuous things as I could to kind of keep myself safe and keep myself preoccupied with something else. You know, yeah, we, we all have these distractions. I mean, sure. Netflix, TV, drinking, all these things, these vices, they're okay. It's okay yeah. when used in the right way for you. Sometimes you, you, I'll catch myself and I want to escape and go into someone else's world. It's that once you can find yourself, ah, where's that trigger? Is it pure enjoyment or is it, no, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding something. I'm trying to hide from something. Once you can see that. So you know, by you taking on you know, all these the, the books and advice and reflection, it's okay, you are hiding, but you're doing something in an enjoyable way that's actually beneficial for you. And to take all these sort of nuggets along the way, it's, it's kind of beautiful. It's tough. It is tough, especially with this self-help. It never fucking ends. It's yeah. continuous. <laughs> it, we work all day in this, in this area and then read books at night and have conversations. And it's like, oh my gosh, when does it end? It's beautiful. But it's also all-encompassing. So um, I think that's one of the you... difficulties too, just to, to cut you up real quick. I think that's one of the difficulties with the, the Western culture is like, we, we have this mentality of like, push, push, push. You know, you, you watch a YouTube video and they'll never tell you that Netflix is okay in, in small quantities or alcohol is okay. It's like, you got to like David Goggins everything and, you know, be this ultra marathon runner and read two books before. It's four unattainable years. realistically yeah. for the, exactly. the majority. Exactly. And, and, and I think that, that when you balance it out with this be here now kind of mentality of the Eastern culture, like it, it makes you it makes you more okay with, with sitting on the couch and, and eating potato chips for 20 minutes. And you're like, you know what, like I'm enjoying this and this is okay. And, and I'm doing the right things and I still have a, you know, beautiful relationship and I'm not, you know, out of shape and I'm, you know, I'm making good money and, and blah, 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 blah. And, and you can be okay with having that experience because you know that everything else is in order. Right. Yeah. Then, your point there, enjoyment. Enjoy. It's just a core value of yours. It's what you do, helping people to get that fulfillment. It's part of it. So to find those little glimpses, those little times in, in the day where, you know, if you are struggling, where can you find play right now? Where can you find some happiness? It might be I mean, this morning, the sun's out. Fucking hell. Yes. Eventually got my chair, sat outside of my coffee. The sun's in my face. I'm like, yes, I can feel myself topping up because i just enjoy that so i took a bit extra time to really enjoy it now i'm fueled to go into my day to have amazing conversations with you and i started off in a fantastic way so i think to find that enjoyment is it's such a crucial part that's so fucking easily overlooked exactly exactly and i think that, that it compounds on itself too this is something that if you listen to someone like andrew huberman talks about this kind of stuff it's like that the more good things or virtuous things you can do on top of each other, over time, it leads to this, this better result. I think we also have a, a problem with like, we think that we can sit down and, and instantly flip a light switch of motivation on, but it's not, it doesn't work that way. It works by, you know, do this, 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 and this. And then in six, seven, eight hours from now, you'll feel motivated. 
You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like building a muscle. You know, you don't go to the gym once and then come home and you're jacked. You know, you do it for, for six months, for a year. And then you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm starting to see the results of doing this thing. But we, we oftentimes, I feel like, think differently when mm. it comes to motivation or just kind of mental fortitude in a way where it's like, let me just sit down and get myself into this state. It's like, oh, dude, because then the, the doubts, the guilt, the anxiety starts to creep in those voices. They don't, they don't go away. They, they stay with you. Because as we said before, as you push the boulder up this new hill, this like, oh, this is a new hill. I'm, I'm higher than I've ever been before. The air is thinner up here. I need to get adjusted to this. Mm-hmm. And those voices will say, you can't do this. And you're like, fucking, I know I can't. I've never done this before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So all these things kick in. So right now with your business, where you are right now, what are you, with all your experience, with everything that you've been through, all the wisdom that you have, where are you finding, ah, I now have this challenge. I now are working towards this. What is it for you personally? For me personally, on, on kind of an external level, I'm really trying to, to build a business the right way. And, you know, that's kind of a super vague term, but I think that, you know, like we were mentioning earlier, it's like people either quit in business, they switch, they pivot, or I think that they, they improperly structure a business. And, you know, the easiest improper structuring is just negative cash flow. You know, your business is making five grand, and you're spending six to run it. Like you're going out of business. That's, you know, bottom line at that point. And, and for me, like I'm, I'm really sitting down now at this, this kind of top level position. And it's like, all right, I'm making this much for my job. I'm putting this much into the business. If we can grow the top line revenue to this level, I can drop off my job and I can do this business thing full time, but I can't be carrying it on my own. And, and for me, like I, I realized that my bigger goal in life is not just the revenue. It's not just the income. It's the freedom behind that. And the money is the tool to get there, but it, it needs to free me, right? It can't be some business that just replaces my job. It's like, okay, now I'm working eight, 10, 12 hours a day in this business, you know, doing this operational stuff that I, that I hate. It needs to be more of, you know, let, let me step away from the position of salesman and more into this, just this, this person that can kind of sit over top and look at the structure and say, all right, this piece needs to go here and let's add this level on and, and let's. Yeah. So it's, it's how to find the right way to extract yourself, to step away from obviously the solopreneur and have mm-hmm. the, the automations, the systems in place or the people there that you can then move away from. And you have your whether it's agencies, contractors, employees, whatever. Again, there is no one size fits all. It's finding what's right for you. So you logically, <laughs> you logically, you know all the right things to do. Logically, you're putting this in place. But as a fucking human, what's getting in your way? What what is it that that you know is is tough right now? It, it's always that's always the equation, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> it's like we we know what to do, but we don't. <laughs> uh, and I feel like that's that's such a, a human thing for us to do. You know, it's, it's our emotions, it's our mindsets, it's our beliefs. It's all these things that these stories that we tell ourselves in our head um, that always get in our way and, and kind of hold us back. And for me, it's, it's this, this balancing act right now. It's, it's, you know, I'm working at a job that I, that I love and it's great. I'm making good money there, but 
you know, there's, there's obviously stressors in there. And, and for me, it's, it's difficult because I'm not, I'm not the best with someone with being somebody who's out of control. You know, mm. you tell me I need to do this, this, and this, and give me deadlines. And I'm just automatically angry just because, you know, you're telling me, <laughs> um, and that's just like who, who I am as a, as a person. And so it's, it's like, how do I, how do I perform at a high enough level where I'm satisfied, they're satisfied, everybody's winning, and I'm still able to grow this, this other thing on the side without that suffering either. And yeah. that's the balancing act that, that really like on more of an internal level is the, the struggle part for me. Nice. Now again, so th- this is, this is really behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes. It's in your fucking head, this, and in your heart, you can hear the emotion behind that. So you've got these two worlds kind of going at the same time. You know what to do. You just can't fucking do it quick enough because of time, energy, emotions come into it. So managing yourself in your employment where it's like, ah, oh, this is not what I want to be doing. This is not the dream to manage yourself through this and not let it impact your other area. There's a lot going on there. Absolutely. That, and, and the other thing is, that's fun for me. You know, the, the kind of complexity of it, the kind of non-mundaneness. Like I'm, I'm very much someone who, who hates mundane stuff. Like I'm, I'm very spontaneous. I don't really like um, super strict structures. Mm. I like to be more like, you know, hey, we're going on vacation. What are we doing on Thursday? I don't know, you know, and, and just like let the day kind of take me um, kind of a thing. And, and that's the fun part. You know, the, the not fun part is, is when, you know, corporate steps in, they're like, do this, do that, make it this way, make it that way. And I'm like, you know, those kinds yeah. of things. But to speak about motivation this morning, said motivation takes time. No, in that occasion, motivation takes 0.2 seconds. It's like, yes, this is why I'm not wanting to be here. This is why I need to be building this. So you can find that motivation. You, sure. love, the, you love the exploration. You love these, the challenges blessing and a curse you love it so much you may stay there longer if that's your comfort zone now we're getting really deep into this and the, and the, the contradictions if that's your comfort zone you can convince yourself stay there a little bit longer you can convince yourself because you know so much that this is okay this is part of it it's finding that little balance between ah how am i overcompensating what have i where are my feelings not being heard or met, or I'm oh, putting a badge of honor on something that is actually keeping me where I am. This is the fun and games that we, we get to play, right? Exactly, exactly. And I, I want to kind of dive into time a little bit, because you, you've mentioned it a few times, and I think it's really important to bring up. I think that everybody, at least everybody in the entrepreneurial space, is kind of striving towards the same goal, which is make more money with less time invested in the making of that money. You know, it's, it's kind of like building this, this gap as, as wide as we can. And for those who can't see, I'm just moving my hands apart from one another to make a bigger gap. And I think that, again, the, the Western culture has this, this idea of here, now, today, right away kind of a thing. Mm. For us to like fathom the idea of, oh, it's going to take me, you know, three to five years to build a business, or it's going to take me seven to 10 years to build a business is like this scary thought that we almost want to push away. It's like, what if we, what if we embrace that? And what if we, what if we were slow? What if we were methodical? What if we did, you know, take our time with it and, and played this long game and, and did it the right way? 
and that again is like kind of bringing me back to my point is like, I want to build a business the right way. You know, this is not, not to be, you know, super vulgar here, but it's not a one night stand. This is marriage, right? This mm-hmm. is like a long-term thing that we're, that we're putting together. And I'm okay with looking at it in a viewpoint of three to five years from now, this is where I want to be five to seven years from now. This is where I want to be seven to 10 years from now. This is where I want to be. And I think that, that by doing that, it relieves some of the pressure, right? I'm, I'm not so like, I got to get out of my job today. I got to get, it's like, all right, let me, let me play this game. Let me be okay with it. I know that the goal is over there. Like that's the vision that I'm, I'm heading towards. And I'm just going to methodically and slowly, you know, walk down that line doing the right things along the way. And as long as I don't constrict my cash flow in that time, I'm good to, to take my time to, to build it yeah. out. And there is the balance, understanding what is, what is the right move for, for you personally and what is it's uncomfortable. So actually, I'm actually hiding from doing this. I'm, there is a place of ready, fire, aim in that mentality. Absolutely. There's also a time when it doesn't fucking work. Mm-hmm. Stop firing all over the place. So there is a time and place for all of these things. There's a time and place to manifest and just let the flow happen. And yeah, we're kind of going the right direction. I'm liking the way, the way it feels. Let's continue with this. And there's a time to be like, fuck yes, let's do this thing and actually move forward. So then the law of balance at its play in its finest. I, I love it. That, that you actually reminded me years ago, I think I was maybe like 21 years old. I was like, this brand new entrepreneur that thought I knew everything, you know, king of the world kind of thing. And I went to this conference and I was, uh, I was talking to somebody who was a fitness coach and we were, we were, I don't even remember the conversation, but, but I remember like my, my problem at the time that I kept bringing up was I felt like I was jogging when I should have been sprinting. It was like the way that mm. I was using the analogy. And he just sat there and he said, you need to jog and sprint like at different times. And I'm like that, really makes a lot of sense and it's funny like i ran my first marathon last year and in a marathon there's points where you sprint and there's points where you jog and there's points where you sprint and i'm like this makes so much sense now and i think that that's that's what you're kind of bringing up is like learn how to you know instead of just ready fire aim learn how to use the gun right and like let's let's fire it when it needs to be fired and let's aim it when it needs to be aimed let's jog yes. when we need to jog and sprint when we need to sprint yes that's- yes exactly when when you need to do it because there's some things ready fire aim and that'll fuck up everything and you is the decision reversible there's a big thing if it's reversible oh you can go quickly because you can always come back if it's a a life changing decision maybe make sure that it's the right thing for you so again the nuance comes into play and i think that's what's missing with so much self-help business coaching all these things the nuance is yeah, is lost yeah. they have one yeah, exactly. yeah teaching one specific aspect rather than everything because you can't teach everything all the time you yeah. say when to sprint when to run yeah it's also when to fucking stop and rest there's all these things come into play so that is so important um dude we can i think we can talk for hours on this oh my gosh maybe we'll get you back in for a part two i say this to a lot of guests which is this can go on forever so um Fred, thank you so much for sharing not only your wisdom, but what's going on with, with you right now as you go through this, this next transition? Man, everything. <laughs> it's, it's more of the same. I mean, I, I've really kind of buckled in and, and dialed in on, on what I actually want to do. Um, I, I started off in real estate investing years ago. And yeah, it's a great model for making money, but it's not, it doesn't align with my soul and who I am. 
And, you know, by restructuring it all to this make money and have fun philosophy and ecosphere yeah. and, and the whole thing, it's just, it's just, it's the rock that I want to push up the hill is, yeah. is essentially what it comes down to. It, it aligns with who I am and, and what I want. And, you know, I'm just, I'm building that on the side slowly, methodically, correctly, the right way, and just enjoying life along the process. Fuck yes. Sounds amazing. Fred, if people want to find out more about, about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah, easiest way is head over to makemoneyandhavefun.com. I'm actually giving away copies of my book for free. So if you want a free copy of my book, there's a little tab on there that says book. Click on that, you'll be good to go. And I always hang out with people on Facebook. Facebook's my uh, my number one platform for communication. So you can just look me up, Fred Pasimo on Facebook, and I'd love to chat with you. There you go, guys. If you're curious or want that free book, go and check it out. And uh, Fred, thank you so much for sharing and being with us and uh, yeah, having, having fun along the way. Absolutely. I love it, Mark. Thanks for having me. Cheers, buddy. You man. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.